Hello and welcome to Podcast Corner. One her one. So guys, this is episode two. We're bringing it back. We're bringing it live. So guys, today's topic is all things Tourette's. And the theme is Tourette's, what makes you tick? So I've been doing a bit of research, guys. So first of all, would you all like to introduce yourself? So we'll go down the line. Ethan, then you, and you, you, you. Okay, so three, two, one. Hi, I'm Ethan. Hi, I'm Jamie. Hi, I'm Jordan. Hi, I'm Sasha. Hi, I'm Toya. So guys, and lastly, we have... I thought you were leaving me out there, Jamie. No. And I'm Dan. And guys, we are the Podcast Corner 101 crew. So guys, today is all things Tourette's. So guys, after learning and doing a bit of research, I found that Tourette's is a neurological condition that causes unwanted involuntary muscle movements and sounds known as tics. Now, I did a bit more research because after Sasha mentioned in the last podcast that she got Tourette's during lockdown, I found that more than six young girls a year would be diagnosed with Tourette's. But since lockdown, there's three to four girls per week due to the rising pressures of the pandemic and the mental impact as young women and women out there. So guys, Tourette's syndrome is a condition that causes a person to make involuntary sounds and movements called tics. It usually starts during childhood, but the tics and other symptoms usually improve after several years and sometimes going away completely. Now, there's no cure to Tourette's syndrome, but it's a treatment that can help to manage the symptoms. Now, people say that Tourette's syndrome may also, they may also have obsessive compulsive disorders, so OCD, attention deficit hyper, hyper, hyperactive disorder, ADHD, and also other learning difficulties. Now, a lot of the symptoms and of, a Tourette, of the Tourette's syndrome is tics. Now, tics can main, um, can, the main system of Tourette's syndrome, they usually appear in childhood between the ages of 2 to 14. So by those times, people with Tourette's usually start doing rather than involuntary movements or vocal tics. So basically around 6 years of age is the average time that Tourette's kicks in. Now, people with Tourette's syndrome have a combination of physical and vocal tics, like I've said. For example, the, visit, the physical tics can include blinking, eye-rolling, um, grimacing, shoulder shrugs, jerking of the head and limbs, jumping, twirling, touching objects and other people. Examples, vocal tics included grunting, throat-clearing, whistling, coughing, swearing and other forms. Now, it says here that swearing is in a, a very rare side effect and only one in ten people with Tourette's syndrome suffer with swearing. So now guys, after you guys knowing a little bit of information, information. Only 10% of people with Tourette's have swearing tics. Yeah. It's basically said yeah, so bit yeah, I've kind of read that wrong. Basically one in ten people with the Tourette's syndrome swear. That's I should have said read it like that. Is that right, would you say? Yeah. So, guys, moving on. So now after knowing a little bit of information about Tourette's and everything, I'm now going to go on to asking you guys some questions. 
Sir, first of all, what do you guys know about Tourette's? So first of all, Sasha, I think it'd be insensitive if I don't go to you first. Because obviously you suffer with this condition yourself. So, eh, uh, what do you know about your own condition so, that you suffer with? It's a neurological brain disorder and it does, and it does, like my tics stemmed from anxiety, became permanent and then became Tourette's. And it depends on the person, depends on how they are with their tics and things. But I know that some people who have Tourette's only have vocal tics, but most people with Tourette's have vocal, physical movements. Yeah. And I will say this for myself, I do have tics where I poke people, such as I'm poking Toya every, like, five seconds, <laughs> or, like, hitting people, and they can't control it, and we do feel really bad for it. I get what you mean, yeah. So, Jordan, uh, what do you know about Tourette's syndrome? Nothing. Okay, that's okay, that's cool. It's good to, sometimes it's even better to admit that you don't know things instead of pretending. How about you then, Jamie? What do you know about the Tourette's syndrome? Uh, I know it's most common signs of when it starts is usually throughout childhood, but it can last quite a while. Yeah. How about you then, Ethan? What do you know about Tourette's syndrome, buddy? Well, I know that it can be um, affected with the weather and... Um, if, if people with Tourette's are around others with Tourette's, it can also set um, stuff, like, it can also, like, stem to them getting worse. Yeah, so, like... At the time. It can, yeah, like, being around certain people. And lastly then, Toya, what do you know about Tourette's? Uh, the only thing I knew was that it stemmed from mental health. Yeah. yeah I, I, like, mental, like, when I mentioned about lockdown, which we'll go on to more... Don't you worry, Sasha, we'll go on tomorrow about that. But So, secondly then, guys, let's move on. Do you think people should be educated about Tourette's? Jordan, do you feel like people should be educated about Tourette's? Um, do you think it should be taught in schools? What, what's your thoughts? I think Tourette's and other mental illnesses also should be taught in, any, in general. Have an assembly, like if it's in a school, have yeah, an assembly. Like, I like that because it puts it publicly, Tourette's. doesn't it, in front of people. Yeah. How about you then, Jamie? Uh, so in many schools, we do a subject called PSHE, which stands for Personal, Social and Healthcare Education. That's brilliant, that. And uh, a lot of schools will do maybe one or two lessons a week, so I think one lesson a week we could do uh, learning about Tourette's. Wow. So, like, how, how long have you been doing those lessons then? Have they been implemented throughout your school then, or...? Or are these something that's just recently been brought around, these new lessons? Because I've never heard of that. That's quite a good thing to do because, you know, highlighting different and different personal kind of problems and it, disorders. That lesson I did in school, but it used to be called sex education. But then they've right. changed it to kind of be a bit more about your personal self and yeah, everything so like it's that. Yeah, being self-aware of things yeah, and stuff. so they kind of cover everything. Wow. That's awesome, so... Your mum's got chicken legs. <laughs> I mean, she probably does, actually, yes. Yeah, so, <laughs> so moving on to you. Do you think people should be educated about Tourette's? Um, I think they should, because, in a way, it can show respect for other people with Tourette's. Yeah, like, it's kind of... Yeah, like, if we're educated, 
then when we're say some, say we're confronted by somebody who has a violent tick, instead of us finding it like but it, not knowing what to do, we could just respect it and act like it never happened. Like right now, because Sasha's instantly the moment I said that, it was like Sasha just perked. Toyota was amazing. I was worried then. I thought she could get up and knock her out. She didn't. Don't worry, guys. So last then, Ethan. Um, do you think people should be educated about? Ter- I think they should because there's different scenarios in which you could find yourself with someone with Tourette's and if you're not educated on on like what they're um, doing at that time, you don't know how you could help and like you could potentially help them out but if you don't get educated on it, you won't know what you was doing and you could potentially make what's happening to them a bit worse. Exactly, yeah, because you do, if you don't know how to handle it, the things you do could maybe implement more stress, which then could bring on more ticks and stuff. Yeah, it could, yeah. So, moving on to the second question, guys, it's sort of leading into that one, and it is, how can it be, so how can the education of Tourette's be implemented within the education system? So, do you think they could maybe do a personalised lesson, or like what you said, Jordan, like an assembly, where people can talk and have the thoughts and feelings of the Tourette syndrome aired because, you know, it's it's horrible to think that you're not in control of your own body and then, you know, people not around you not being educated as well. It can make you feel quite awkward and then that awkward situation can bring on more ticks and stuff. Right, so Toya, so let's move on to you and ask you this question. So how do you feel they could implement kind of learning about Tourette's in education? Um, I think it'd be beneficial to like get guest speakers in, maybe like professionals or maybe people with Tourette's. Yeah, so you can get experiences. Yeah, like because I, I know it sounds horrible to say, but maybe like people who are a little bit older because they kind of live with it for a very long time and they can. Yeah, I like that. It's brilliant. How about you then, Sasha? Sorry, I took through the questions. So I won't listen. Sorry. It's all right. I'll ask again then. It's okay. So. <laughs> How do you think that the um, how do you think the education of Tourette's could be implemented within school and the so, education system? So most schools have something called intervention, which is like once or twice a year, like each term. I mean, they will have like a day where they go to the form tutors and things, and when they do that, it should usually get taught about different like scenarios that people go through, and like one of them that should be taught is like. Tourette's in my opinion and it should be brought in like that so it's not just about people um, doing like one lesson a week and then that's it of it. It should be like brought up and it should be standard for people not to make fun of people with Tourette's and things like that and it's... It should be yeah because like at the end of the day you, you can't you can't help it it's nothing in has your... has been like... <laughs> it, wow that's a new one I like that one Sasha, to be honest with you your mum has bean legs your mum has big bean legs Jack's going to go home now and say that. I'm going to I'm going to literally walk in the room and just go, you've got bean legs, ma'am. Sasha told me. <laughs> <laughs> so, Jordan, how do you think it could be implemented in the education system? Well, when I was in school, we had a thing every day called tutor. I love how you're saying, like, it was, like, just, like, 20 years ago. When I was in school... <laughs> you're acting like you're, like, 30, 40, 50 years old. No. You're 10. I'm joking, he's not 10. <laughs> but, like, I get what you mean, so, like... Like, we could have lessons... Like, two lessons... We could have two lessons, maybe, or two or three lessons a week explain about different elements, like Tourette's. So not only would it benefit students suffering through it, it'd also help guest speakers and stuff. Yeah, and also, in an odd sense, educates people, like, what we're trying to do here with this podcast. I like that. So, Jamie, buddy, pal, 
How do you think they could implement this sort of education of Tourette's in school or in a learning environment or within a charity like ours, our charity here? Uh, similar to my answer before, it's just finding subjects like may fit in or even like biology because a lot of schools will do that nearly every day. So if you could teach it in biology because it's like a neurological condition, then it'll raise the awareness that way. I like that, yeah. Jamie, you're smart. <clears throat> So sorry about that guys, we just Small, had a real big panic people. on me and Dan, so we ran out the room, all Rambo style you know, like something, you know, guns with Indiana Jones, all guns blazing, all Mission Impossible. Get out the jobber! Yeah, all Tom Cruise, to just found out it was a phone vibrating and not an alarm. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's alright, well, so, so Ethan, how... Um, how do you feel they could implement this sort of education of Tourette's in the kind of education system? To be fair, I think, like, in certain years, you get, like, certain, like, free time, like, lessons. So, like, during those free times, there could be um, extra sessions going on to teach about um, Tourette's syndrome and stuff like that. I like that, yeah. So, like, like in the free time where there's no sessions going on, those could be used to kind of teach people about the fundamentals of people around them, like yeah. educational life, you know, people. You know, I think there should be lessons out there where it teaches people about people and that people are all different. Like Ian was saying earlier, he had some amazing quotes, which Shamey Carty be here to tell us about. This would be awesome. Am I OK to quickly add something, Jack? Yes. Sir, I've... Well, just adding on that question, I totally think that we should bring someone a bit like, I think, Jordan said, into schools, but someone who's maybe been bullied for having tics, so they can explain to people who maybe are actually bullying people with tics to show that, actually, that they can't help it and yeah. that it really hurts and how and to kind of show about how they went through to maybe kind of show the bullies that's what they kind of put in them through. Yeah, like a not-right approach to it, sort of, like, in the face. I like that. Yeah, that's good, that. Like so, yeah, so you're talking... You've just kind of said something that was in your face, and I love that. So this next question's a little bit in your face. Well, not, but basically, guys, how would you feel if you had Tourette's? Now, I'll answer this. If I, if I had Tourette's, I would... I'd be pretty upset, to be honest with you. I wouldn't know how to deal with life, because if I could put my own... Like, obviously, I would never know how Tourette's feels. Nobody would, unless they've dealt with it themselves. But what we can do is think about it and kind of just realise for a few seconds, imagine not having control of your own body and one moment you could do a movement without you knowing or you could say something without you knowing. And then you've got to, not only have you got to worry about that, you've got to worry about other people around you and your surroundings and maybe you can't go in certain places because you're going to feel a little bit insecure about speaking or doing a tick. So, like, it's quite scary and quite horrible to think, like, putting your own self in, in their perspective. So I'll go with you, Toy Fair. So... How would you feel if you had to... Uh, I think I'd feel a bit fed up because of all the looks that you get and no one would understand properly yeah. what you're going through. Definitely, yeah, I agree with you. How about you then, Jordan? Um, well, I'm not as bad... I, I have a secret when it, I have ticks sometimes, but they're not as bad as like some people with Tourette's or anything. So it could be like mental ticks where like... Like if sometimes I can yeah. like pull faces or like... If like an eyebrow twitch or something. Yeah, but it's, it's... it's Yeah, but it can't be helped, can it? You know, but I understand... Like, you I'll do just, get a lot of looks. Yeah, and... You just try and get it through with your life as best as you can. Yeah. So it's horrible though to think that like you kind of have to do that. Like, surely people are old enough and, and respectful enough and kind of just got on a, a big enough 
brain to realise that people are all different and it's, it's ridiculous, but we do have people like that. So, Jamie, how would you feel if you had Tourette's, buddy? Uh, I'd, I'd, I'd probably be scared to go out, to be honest. Just, I'd probably give in to all the faces and just feel like I won't be a part of society and I just want to isolate. Yeah. I, I agree. Yeah, oh, it's, it's all, yeah, exactly, like, all these things. And lastly then, Ethan, and we'll go on to you, Sasha, last. But, uh, Ethan, um, how would you feel if you had Tourette's, buddy? To be fair, I'd be like Jamie. I'd try to isolate myself away because no one understands what what it's truly like to actually have it. Exactly. Because they're not well educated on it. And if you go into like a tick attack, it's quite bad because you have like your full body is like moving and you can't control it. And everyone will think, oh, that person's doing this when the, you're actually not. And it'll, it's just like a big mess up. Yeah. And, like, obviously it can be pretty tiring for them because... Um, it is. The, there's been a few programmes on telly uh, a few years ago, but one of them really hit me, and it was um, when people try to hold back the ticks, they can be really tired by the end of the day because trying to stop themselves from doing it, and it's it's horrible to think that people have to change the way they are just to suit other people, and it's Jack, horrible. Jack, can I add something to that? Go on, buddy. It's, it's That's basically called suppressing, and it can actually damage um, your body on the inside trying to suppress yeah. them. Because you're squashing it all to your diaphragm, which can damage, like, your lower body. Yeah, it's... it's, it's, it's yeah, it, what you said there, exactly, yeah. So, Sasha, it would be horrible to ask... Like, how would you feel if you had Tourette's because you already have it? So I'm going to ask a different question. This might be a bit personal and you don't have to answer it, but how do you feel having Tourette's? Awful, honestly. I hate going outside, but I do anyway. And, like, when I first started getting Tourette's, I didn't want to go outside. I never went outside because of people's reactions. The first time I went outside, I went on my own to town met some friends, and then on the way home, I was swearing really bad from my tics, because I was just having a bad day anyway that day, so it was triggering my tics. And someone came behind me and cut my leg because I swore at them from a tick. And I can't help that. And, yeah. like, as you guys probably seen, I've been hitting my chest a lot, so I'm constantly in pain from hitting my chest or giving myself concussion from hitting the back of my head. And you never know what tick you're going to get, because... It just changes between each time. Like when I, I like in my school each year you do exams, and they won't put me in a separate room, and they tell me to shut up. So I then end up compressing my ticks, which then leads me into a six to eight yeah. hour long tick attack on the night, and then they expect me to come into school the next day, and I can't because I'm that exhausted over it. And it's as if my school don't understand, and they've searched it up. I've given them information to help, and it's as if they don't want to learn about it, if that makes sense. Yeah. Oh, like, what you've said there was really impactful, and it made me think, like, a lot, like... It's, it, I think it's, like, one of the root of things people need to realise is, like, educated, be educated, mm. look up, and... It's, it's horrible, really. And so, moving on, then, guys. Right, so... What is the worst thing? So, uh, Sasha, I, I'm not going to ask you this one because I feel like it'd be a bit horrible to ask. Okay, well, I'll ask, I'll, I'll ask you lastly again, that's if that's fine. okay. So, Toya, uh, what's, what would you say is the worst thing you could possibly say to somebody with Tourette's? Um, I don't know. 
Um, probably saying that they're faking it and to show proof that they've actually got it. Yeah, like, you wouldn't, you know, if somebody came up to you with a missing arm and it was hanging off, you wouldn't say, prove it's hanging off. Prove it. You know, it's, it's horrible. Yeah, exactly. So, Jordan, how, what is the worst thing possibly anyone could say to somebody with Tourette's? Well, I'll tell you, I'd say something personal, like, some people say you're attention-seeking. Yeah. And that you're just doing it to be the spotlight in that situation, but you just can't help it. Exactly. That's it. Oh, God, sorry. Oh, that, I'm, not, I'm not yawning at your answer, but I, get, I, I agree with you, like... Like, how, it's, it's like... You know, it's, how can you ask somebody to prove something, or, or vice versa? So how about you then, Jamie? What is the worst thing you could possibly say to somebody with the with Tourette's syndrome? Uh, it's probably just exactly what Tyron Jordan said. It's either imitating them or just saying, oh, are you attention-seeking? Or, oh, what's the matter? Someone not paying attention? Yeah, like, with you saying that, like, um, what probably mimicking, yeah, like, one of the worst things, um, like, it used to happen in my school back in the day, but, you know, when people pretend to have Tourette's, so they kind of stick a few swear words in and then go, oh, sorry, that was my Tourette's. And it's, like, a bit, bit insensitive, in it? You know, you're joking yeah, about something. Someone that... did that at my school. Uh, yeah, you get, it, you get it everywhere, don't you? Just immaturity and kind of someone who's not educated. So lastly, well, not lastly, but second to last then, Ethan, uh, what is the worst thing you think you could say to somebody with the Tourette's syndrome? Well, basically, um, what's just being said, but to be more specific is it depends on what tick they're doing because, um, like, there's people with Tourette's that have non-breathing ticks, and one of the worst things to say is um, stop, take a breath because it could actually make that tick actually get worse yeah, or go longer and they could actually pass out from not getting enough air. Ex- so wow. it could depend on what tick they're doing at the time. Yeah, and I guess sometimes, like, what you're saying there, though, Ethan, this is, like, you've obviously been around people with Tourette's a little while. So yeah, I have. You've obviously picked up on things, and obviously somebody brand new, never maybe been around somebody with Tourette's before, maybe wouldn't be able to pick up on those types of of signs yeah. and feelings. So, in an odd sense, maybe it, it would, wouldn't kill somebody to, to educate, you know, and be aware, because many people know how to put somebody in the recovery position or to, to do CPR. But there's not many people out there that know how to deal with somebody who's having an anxiety attack or, or vice versa, or a Tourette's attack. So, yeah, go, go on, John, you've got your hand up, buddy. Another thing I'd like to add to the question is some people also make... Some people are, some people sometimes make like, ticks worse by faking to have illnesses. So someone could be faking to have these ticks and hurt themselves on purpose. But if someone who does have ticks actually do hurt themselves, they're taking it away from the attention then they need for them because they're faking the illness. Exactly, like... Oh, we can hear a few loud noises. It's spooky. But don't worry, we're not haunted. It's just people in the other building. So... Right, got... sorry, Jack. Go can I add? Go on, go on, buddy. Going, pal. Of course, I was going to say. One oh, minute. Yeah. Give me a minute. It was a lie. It was a bit before bang, bang, bang. Um, oh, that was the thing. Do you know what you were saying? I'm so sorry, I'm really scared now. It's like Casper the Ghost, but like a bit more scary. But anyways, right. Yeah, so my thing was, do you know what you were saying about the recovery position? We know about that. I think 
people should come into schools or like Freedom Road or whatever or places like this and kind of show about what I like ways to not um, actually trigger someone into yeah. a tick or like help to that, know that, how to bring someone down word, from though. a panic attack. You say that word triggered. That's a, that's a joke in itself that people use all the time. And it, it, I see it on my social well, media all the time. Like, like, don't say that, that triggers oh, me. Oh, that's triggering, triggered, triggered. It's like horrible because people do have triggering mechanisms and triggering things that can bring on post-traumatic stress, anxiety, depression, bad thoughts. Tourette's, all these types of things, and like what you said there, people need to be maybe understand and know if what somebody's right having an anxiety attack instead of crowding around them and making sure they're okay, give them some hair, stuff like that. Like, I agree with you completely, and it's, it, I love that the things you guys are saying, it's really good. So, Sasha, sadly, I've got to ask you this question, but what is the worst thing somebody could say to somebody well, like you worst, who has Tourette's? Well, the worst thing that I've been said is, uh, like, I was in a um, shopping centre and because I was ticking, this guy said to his son, oh, don't take drugs because you'll turn up like her from wow. me ticking. And I'm yeah, like, like, I haven't done anything. Yeah, like, and also to, to, for somebody to kind of use your tick as a way of them fundamentally teaching their kid about life is wrong in itself. Mm. Like, you know, you know, like... It's like the scene off Lion King, in it, you know, don't look, don't go over there, son. That's where the bad people are. You know, it's horrible to, things to be said like that. Yeah, I agree with you. It's horrible. It's horrible. Like, and I hated asking that question as well because there's probably been a lot of horrible things being said to you, which shouldn't be said. So, lastly, guys, and this is the last one that I'm get last question, and it's going to end the podcast. Um, it's been a lovely podcast as well. So, thanks, guys, for being professional and respectful and everything. What do you guys think people could do to help people with Tourette? So, Toy, I'm going to go to you, then I'm going to go to Jordan, then Jamie, then Ethan, and then lastly, you, Sasha. And then we're going to conclude our podcast and finish it. So, guys, what, well, Toya, what, what do you think people could do to help people? Like, I think the best thing is get themselves educated so they know what to do if they're put in that situation. Um, instead of laughing and judging them for who they are, because you're making them feel down inside. They can't inspire, inspire people to, like, because they could be going through things that could inspire other people and help them progress in their life if they're having ticks or anything like that. Uh, like Tori said, it's just having that education, understanding what is going on, rather than just thinking that it's a direct insult towards you. Understand, like, what's going on neurologically. Well... As I said a bit earlier, it depends on the situation because you can get cards which have like certain places like phone numbers and there's like websites on this card that you can hand out to people so they can educate themselves. But there's also like, because I've seen one of my mates go into a tick attack and you've got to explain to people what's actually happening so it's like having like that explanation and having the right people there to help out yeah like what's happening it's just like having the right people there and like the education basically like handing out stuff telling people where to go to find the um research on it um there's also um cuz i've got 
like I'm on Facebook and stuff, I share like a lot of stuff that she does about Tourette's to like get people to see it on mine and maybe share it even more so we can like get a broader view on how to help someone with Tourette's or to like educate people about what Tourette's is and what not to say and what like the do's and don'ts on yeah. how to help and stuff. Oh, Ethan, um, you've kind of just really like touched exactly what I was going to kind of say for my answer about how I feel people could help people. And I feel like it could be like a website where it's like a dot, dot, uh, gov.uk kind of website, but it's more like an, a website that's current and has a lot of informative information, has maybe a helpline on there. And because social media and online, people use every day, you know, if people want a sandwich or a takeaway, they don't bother to pick up the phone anymore or look at the takeaway menu and ring up. It's, it's on Just Eat or online, and everything's online nowadays. So I feel like, because the, the, the internet's got such a vast sort of, like, knowledge and storage of information on it, there's so many information out there that people could get to, and I think if there's a, a website that encrypts that information and sends it to them quicker without some person having to do 16 to 17 Google searches to find out something, it's there already for them. That's my idea anyway, so last of them. Yeah, like an app or a website, yeah, that's specifically aimed towards help towards direct. And any information, you can ask it. Um, you know, there's a, an ask section, you know, there can be links, there can be about how you can help. If you're suffering, here's some help here, places to go, stuff like that. Because when giving good Tourette's a search on the internet, I realised there wasn't that much help out there, obviously because it's a neurological disease, well, a lot of, a neuro, sorry, disease, neurological disorder, it's a bit different, you know, it's something that's pr pretty hard to deal with, obviously, so it's, people are still learning to this day, obviously, and there's still a lot more research and things to be found out about this, so I guess it is harder to get that information online. See, do you know what you're saying about the app? I think it's a great idea, and I think they should have somewhere on, like, if they someone needs to create this app and they need to add, like, something on it or somewhere on a website or anywhere about kind of really for, like, maybe parents to know the signs of Tourette's. Yeah. So for them, they can kind of then get the help for the kids, for their kids to kind of get the help that they need. It's great. Like, I love everything you guys are saying. So last then, Sasha, what, what do you think people could do to help you? With your Tourette's, then? That, that's kind of a personalised question. I've personified it a bit. Sorry.
everyone yeah everyone who has everyone who has Tourette's has it differently so if you're with someone who has Tourette's I think it's probably best to ask them like what they like what you could do to help them because everyone suffers with it differently like if I'm having a tick attack I can sometimes hit my head and give myself concussions so I have to be restrained otherwise I will do that I do like hit other people without my control and I feel really bad for it but like like you were saying about an app and things I definitely think that should be done and like I was definitely like when I first started suffering with ticks my mum had no clue what was going on. I had no clue. And the amount of times I've been told that I'm faking because on social media, there's so many people who do fake it. It's as if they're doing it for attention, these people who fake it. But they don't actually understand what we go through on a daily basis. Some days we can have a good tick day and hardly tick, and then some days we can just tick to the point where we will pass out. And, like, I have a tick where I will, like, lock a part of my body or my eyes will stay shut for like a couple of minutes and I won't be able to see. If someone doesn't hold me, I will pass out. I have ticks where it will close my throat and things like that. And people need to realise that just because I'm ticking these things doesn't mean I'm weird, doesn't mean that I can't control it. Because sometimes I can and sometimes I can stop them, but then most of the time I can't. And I do feel extremely bad for like hurting other people, poking tire and things like that. But it's just trying to explain to people that everybody has it differently and you should do you should at least ask the person what they feel more comfortable with because each person experiences it differently. Hmm. Can I say about like what what my school's doing about ticks and things like that. Because they found out that there is a couple of students in my school who are faking because they don't... They only tick when they're in school because they have to... Your parents have to tell the school that you have ticks and things, but these people are only ticking in school. Not at home, not when they're anxious or anything. So, And because the parents haven't said they've got ticks, that's how they know they're faking. When they go and say something to the parents, the parents go... Oh, well, we know nothing about it. And then there's me who gets the comment saying, oh, well, why can you do this without getting told off? And I'm like, like, I swore at one of my teachers the other day. She didn't tell me off. So this kid decided, who didn't like the teacher, decided to swear at him, and he got told off. And he, and I get called liar, attention seeker, and all this, and it's as if people don't understand. Like, I was having a tick attack the other day. They won't send me home, and I had concussion because I hit my head really hard on a wall. And they just didn't care. Yeah. And it's as if they don't understand, so they don't care. Yeah, like, it's a bit ignorant, isn't it? It's mm. like, I don't understand. Sorry. I'm... No. It's childish ignorance. It's ignorance. Yeah, it's pure ignorance, and it's horrible to hear. But anyways, we're, envy we're kind of concentrating on bad things and dwelling on bad things. So I'd like to conclude the podcast, guys. So I just want to say thank you all for being so professional and handling this so, like caring and nice and it's it's really good to hear all you guys opinions and that it's sure that you guys really do care it is about time we do conclude today's podcast corner 101's podcast so Jack's i've been jack fairy. <laughs> and i've been a sugar plum fairy and i've been toya i've been sasha i've been jordan i've been jamie and i've been ethan 
And I've been Dan. And I've been Jack. And you've been listening to Podcast Corner 101 and our episode, Tourette's, What Makes You Tick? If you've liked what's been said in this podcast, don't forget to comment down below and let us know your thoughts and opinions and how you think you can help people with Tourette's. Thank you for listening, guys, and we'll be back next week for another podcast. See you later, stay safe, and enjoy yourself. Goodbye, guys. Podcast Corner 101 and our episode, Tourette's, what makes you tick? If you've liked what's being said in this podcast, don't forget to comment down below and let us know your thoughts and opinions and how you think you can help people with Tourette's. Thank you for listening, guys, and we'll be back next week for another podcast. See you later, stay safe, and enjoy yourself. Goodbye, guys.